and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. All right, I'm ready. Okay. And welcome to the Brad and Britcast Friday edition special. Uh, naturally, we get paid overtime for this. So I don't think that we're doing this out of the goodness of our hearts. Uh, <laughs> let me just, before, before we begin, let me just say this. Pat Cooper picked the wrong week to die. Patsy Cooper? Yeah. <laughs> the great comedian Pat Cooper Pat has Cooper. loved us. Yeah, it's a great Pat Cooper. By the way, uh, he put the B in bitter. So, you know, he's on our favorite list of, of bitter, angry guys. <laughs> yes, and he's – uh, It didn't kill him. No. He made it past 90. So, you know, that conventional wisdom, oh, you need to have a sunny, optimistic outlook. That's a uh, bullshit. Now, do you remember his episode of Seinfeld? I don't remember – his Seinfeld. Episode. Jerry has an episode. Jerry goes to tries to get into the Friars Club. Does not have a jacket. He is loaned a jacket, and then I believe those trapeze uh, brothers, those gypsies, steal his jacket, and it becomes a big to do. Was uh, was that near the beginning of the series? Was it midway or near the end? Um, I can't. First, it's got to be first three seasons. All right, all right. Well, you know what? I I actually will look that up. Yeah. Uh, after. After we're done here, yep. Uh, I guess the most important thing is. So, where were you when you found? It's <laughs> <laughs> your favorite thing uh, of all time. Yeah, Kennedy assassination, <laughs> Challenger blowing up, yeah. Nixon resigns, nine eleven, nine eleven. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. What were were you on any kind of media at the moment, or no. did it catch up with you? I was uh, I was sitting down for a delicious meal at the Cracker Barrel, and uh, John the Catholic brought my attention to it, and then of course everything in the world confirmed what he was saying. All right, uh, my I, I may have to write a whole book about this. It's that interesting. <laughs> uh, uh, me and the wife were were watching uh, the Last Call on uh, CNBC. That's their seven o'clock show. Yeah, and uh, they went, they went right to it. There you go. They got it, and then they put the they put the bar up there, and and off we went. Pretty darn exciting. All right, here we go. When we left, uh, now when, when we left the the restaurant, we listened to the CNN audio, which is free on TuneIn on that TuneIn app. Yeah, and uh, immediately regretted it and shut it off after about twenty minutes. I've seen some of the worst takes in my life over the past 16 or 18 hours. And not all of them have come from the right, by the way. <laughs> hmm. Well, I guess what you're really trying to say is uh, what about Hunter Biden? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. What that is about, <laughs> do, do, do you like the, the uh, list, the talking points, defending the indefendable. Yeah. That are being used by Republicans and in particular competitive Republican candidates for the nomination to even at this late hour to not say the correct thing, which I do believe has been said by one of the candidates, Asia Hutchinson of Arkansas. He said what needs to be said, which is Donald Trump, you need to drop out of this race right now, mm -hmm. which 
by the way, is a corollary and a distant relative of Trump's constant whine through the years, which had never any validity to it, but this actually does, which is blank shouldn't be allowed to blank. Okay. <laughs> and there was ne- right? Yeah. Right? Nobody should be, and, and, and there would never be any uh, truth or validity when he would say that about someone or some issue. But in this case, Asia Hutchinson is, of course, right. And all right, just pretend for a moment we live in a nonpartisan, non siloed, decent country as we believe ourselves to be, where public officials only have the most high-minded ideals and always want to do what's best for the citizens of the country, and it's never it's never about a personal agenda. Uh, I, Donald J. Trump, are now, now withdrawing my name for consideration. I will not uh, serve, uh, nor will I accept any nomination to be president of the United States, because I know that that's actually best for the country and all the problems that it faces because this is comedy. Need, right, the country does not to be need to be bogged down and obsessed with. Okay, so just just think, just think how far away Goddamn. we are from that. We're we're so far, and, and I know that's not a question of. Yeah, I think this is going to happen or should. Have you been microdosing? Do we have a new sponsor that I'm not aware of? Is that is that what's happening? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, in, in a small sense, that is what Johnson did. I mean, he probably thought he was going to lose the election if he ran in 68. Yeah, I okay, mean, I, I'll give you that. But still, he could have hung in there. Right. And the country was in enough turmoil as it was, even after he did step down. It's well, not like that that lanced the boil of division in the country look, during the Vietnam War. But, <laughs> but, but compared to Trump, my God. And to put a fine point on it, Trump, I mean – Johnson was a tremendous asshole. He really was in his own time. Again, now it doesn't score on this scale, but yeah, in his own way, in his own time, he was a pretty big asshole. Yeah. By the way, speaking of stealing elections. <laughs> well, that's, that's also At the true. beginning of Lyndon Johnson's career, he Correct. stole, uh, was it his first congressional election when he first ran? I want to say that was, was the Senate I mean, race. I believe that was, I think it's it was the Senate race. Score. Yeah. He, they stole a Senate race, and it was in the. Uh, it was like forty-eight or something like that. You have to go I, again. It's been many right. years since I read okay. the books. But we, but, we get, but we get the point here. Yeah, we get the point here, and we're in such such uncharted waters with this this guy. Um, this guy. Here you go. Here's the governor of Virginia, Glenn okay. Youngkin, right. and the analogies and the comparisons are so painfully pathetic from people who know better Glenn Young can like America to know that the decision to indict Donald Trump is something that he can relate to and that people in his state of Virginia can relate to firsthand. They know what it's like to be in Trump's position. Here you go. Here's the quote. These charges are unprecedented and it's a sad day for our country. Okay. We have to stop in the middle of all these because, naturally, that can't go unanswered. Why are they unprecedented, Britt? Why are these charges unprecedented? Because this guy's an unprecedented piece of shit. Yes. 
Yeah, that's why it's unprecedented. They just came out of left field. They just decided to go into a room and and make this. You know, Charles Manson is just in a. This is unprecedented charges are going. Well, yes, yes, because he's an unprecedented maniac. Right, right. It's a sad day for our country, especially in light of what clearly appears to be a two-tier justice system, where some are selectively prosecuted and others are not. All right, full stop again. Here we go. This, of course, is bizarro and turning upside down the reality, which is, yeah, there's a two-tier justice system. And Donald Trump, for the most part, has been the beneficiary of the two-tier justice system that favors rich, white, powerful guys at every level, every time. And he's made a life of it for for 60 plus years in public. And he had every opportunity for this not to be happening right now. He could have very, very quietly answered the first requests for all of the papers and the documents when they were first requested of him. And we would never even know about it. We would never, never know. So realizing that why he took them and why he hoarded them will not be the decisive factor as to whether he gets convicted or not. We do need to know. We, yeah. we are interested yeah. in, in, in finding out. But uh, that is not comparable to what Glenn Youngkin says in the final sentence of his tweet. Parents in Virginia know firsthand what it's like to be targeted by politically motivated actions. Oh, uh. so... The fake critical race theory canard that you rode to the governorship over Terry uh, McAuliffe in that election. That's the same. That's the same political targeting of people as poor victim Donald Donald Trump, who, you know, he's just a he's just an unlucky guy, Britt. He's just an unlucky guy. All of this stuff has just <laughs> fallen on his head at once. He had nothing to do with it. You know, there's a, there, there's a guy, there's like a toothless redneck somewhere in, I don't know, Alabama, North Carolina, and he's down at the general store, and he's saying, it's just like when they come after me for that child support. Boy, they just get the claws into you, and they just don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> So so let's drill down on the famous, they're not coming after me, they're coming after you. Because there will be, right, I'm in the way and I'm stopping them from coming after you. Correct. So here's some advice for you. Do not hoard national security documents in your home. Do not lie to the FBI. Do not lie to the National Archives when they want them back. Do not try to ignore subpoenas and do not hire lawyers to lie for you. And I guarantee you, your fate will not be like that of Donald Trump. But he's certainly he's certainly playing that card right now. He's playing every card in his deck. I believe that the fundraising email went out point. Two seconds. Well, yeah, if you read the Maggie, if if you read the Maggie Haberman piece, they were ready to rock and roll. They were ready to go locked and loaded when the call came in to start shaking down the fucking rubes in this country that probably don't have a pot to piss in. We, 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 we keep saying that every, every time something. And I'll keep saying it because I think I'll, I think the people with a lot of money. Go, wait a minute. 
wait, wait, hang on. So there are people, and, and we've said this how many times? Wait, there are people who've already given this guy money over and over and over That's again. That's right. And they're going to do it again? Yeah, well, that's really? the that's yeah. that that's the only hope they got. Uh yeah. is and they <laughs> they've got a, they they had the fundraising email all ready to go and ready to to happen and uh, immediately they were when the call came in, uh this was their first thought is how can we make money off of this thing? That was one of the first things that happened when they were all gathered in his stupid office in his stupid cottage by the stupid swimming pool in, in Beddingfield, New Jersey. And then is that where it is? Isn't that where it is? Uh, it's not. No, is it Betting Ford, Beddingfield, Bed Stuy? I don't know what it is, but it's in, it's in some it's in his, his his shithole golf course in Jersey. They're all in a cottage there, and they're waiting for the thing to come in. He gets the call. It's like, all right, boys, let's hit it. Truth Social. And off to the races we were. Yeah. Do you know how to eliminate 270 pounds of disgusting, unwanted fat? <laughs> the answer, the, uh, the the simple answer is you stop supporting uh, Donald Trump if you're a Republican. And they they just can't seem to find their way to be able to do it, can they? They, they just can't no. seem to 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 get that done well one of my favorite um, one of my favorite terrible takes from the past day and a half 16 hours or whatever it is is that this helps him i mean this indictment helps him yeah. as the republican nominee and they love it and it's the greatest thing ever and everybody uh, else should just do, that's one of my great and the other the other fantastic hot take that i love so much was charlie kirk saying that all the other candidates should drop out and go down to miami dade Wait outside the airport or wait outside the courthouse in a show of solidarity with Don. <laughs> I love that take. That's one of my favorites. Oh. But hey, welcome to North Carolina, Mr. Indictment, in about 24 hours. So he's the last speaker Saturday night here in North Carolina. Where where is that speech going to occur? Is that going to be in uh, Raleigh, Greensboro? Where's where's that whole thing at? It's in beautiful you know? Corey Convention Center, just it's, off Westgate City Boulevard in Greensboro, North Carolina. That's funny, Britt. You and I are about equally distant. Correct. From where Trump is going to be on on Saturday night it's to the like, west of me, to the east the of you. Of us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, how neat. right? DeSantis, DeSantis will be there tonight. Santos, uh, DeSantis tonight, and then Pence will be there on Saturday, and then uh, Trump Arena on Saturday. There, there is some business on Sunday, but usually it's like most conventions. Everybody just kind of milling around and getting nursing a hangover and packing their luggage. Yeah, I'm not sure when Mark Robinson gets his fire and brimstone. Jesus hates all of you gays. I don't know when that speech is uh, taking place, but hopefully he'll get a good spot. All right, so we've we've long passed uh, any jumping off point for Trumpers or people we might have thought were rational people if they're still if they're still going to defend this down to the very end. But you know, it's been uh, several months where we've said, you know, yes, I understand he got convicted as uh, someone who sexually assaulted Eugene Carroll and his ratings went up. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. But 
that was just going to be the appetizer as to what was ahead because this is a country that does unfortunately look past violence towards women in a way that i guess is kind of demonstrated by that kind of indifference when someone does that but but i think we've moved into the test over whether donald trump can really shoot someone on fifth avenue yeah. and retain his support this is the you know you you have shot the constitution on you you have grabbed and hoarded national security secrets war plans you have bragged about them right. and there are recordings of you doing that and there are recordings of you absolutely without question acknowledging that you could not declassify these plans or these papers which by the way doesn't matter anyway right but, but it does yeah. talking about it as if it's the most important thing but okay we'll give you two it's a big deal um so there's not one smoking gun there there's a whole series of smoking guns and just remember how quickly when it became untenable that nixon folded his tent threw down his hand and 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 got out of washington that was the end for him and i understand we know donald trump never gives up he never quits he never acknowledges that he's wrong but i gotta believe i gotta believe that at some level a deal is going to be attempted here by his side to get out from underneath this who are these genius who are these genius lawyers that he's left with now i don't well i don't know but but um you know people people who are listening to us they they may not even be aware that his the legal team that you saw some of the people you saw defending him on thursday night on television that trusty guy quit he's done he's a ghost trump says (laughs) he fired him brit trump says he fired them nobody quits on trump (laughs) nobody I don't care one way or the other, but the guy who was so vociferously and voluminously defending Donald John Trump, I saw a clip at 9.42 p.m. with Caitlin Collins on CNN. As of 11 o'clock this morning, he was done. He was out. (laughs) He was toast. He's going to move on and do some traffic tickets and shit like that. You know, I I can't remember. I was watching one of the the panel shows at at noon, and somebody goes, uh, well, maybe he had a problem with Mr. Green. And they all laughed. Of course, Mr. Green refers to money. All right. And it's very possible that these lawyers who I would have thought would have gotten their money up front, maybe they didn't. And since Trump always blames his lawyers when something goes wrong, of course, he may have said to uh, trusty lawyer, trusty and the other guy. Hey, I just got indicted. I shouldn't have been indicted. It's your fault. I'm not paying you. Well, I'll Gee, see you. That's, that's such an outrageous idea, right? I couldn't possibly. <laughs> I'm down the road. Yeah. What? You couldn't keep me from being indicted. Why would I pay you? Yeah. No, you've you've hired attorneys before. I've had hired attorneys. One thing that they like to do is to get paid. It's one thing, really. That just yeah. it's just, yeah. just a thing. It's one of those yeah. things. You can. I mean, he's fucked over landscapers and he's like people who are renovating his shit. He's fucked. Like if lawyers don't get paid, then word gets around town and around the country and everywhere else. He's not paying his attorneys, and people generally won't work for you. 
Because well, they like to get paid. That gets you down to the public defender of Miami-Dade County. He doesn't have to be paid. She doesn't That'd have be, to be paid. That would okay? be great. The taxpayers handle that. That would be. Or since this has moved into the world of uh, absurdity here, on every TV show at some point, somebody says, I'm going to be my own lawyer, right? And they make a complete idiot of themselves. In Absolutely. Court. I can see Trump doing that. I could. I could. They're unsealing, even as we're talking, they're unsealing the indictments. And I don't know what for, but that guy who is his body guy, Walt Nauta or Nauda, I'm sorry, I don't know how to yeah, pronounce it. Yeah. He has been indicted as well. We don't know so what the charge is yet. That's yeah. two people. That's a conspiracy. Again, yeah. the, con- the conspiracy part of this to me is a minor note in it because of the old, hey, you can indict a ham sandwich, which is hilarious. But the other parts of it, are like not just conspiracy obstruction of justice is a fairly big deal. The actual crime itself, the documents <laughs> that that's a big deal. The conspiracy thing, I can see him maybe possibly beating that one. But again, it's a minor note. The rest of them are the ones that are going to come down on his head, like a million tons of bricks. Yeah. But I, I mean, I I've also, this is also what we were hearing that was frustrating us on CNN that made us go listen to summertime playlists you know, the judges next year, when this come up, they're going to, have to work around Trump's uh, his his reelection campaign. I don't give a fuck if Donald Trump misses every campaign rally, misses the Republican National Convention. I don't give a shit about I, I can't believe that judges will be like, well, you know, he's running for reelection. We do have to give the man a little uh, leeway when it comes to making campaign appearances. Uh, he, he gets no leeway anymore. And, and fuck. There's, so many, there's so many interesting. Ironies to this Trump. If you go back a year or so, and Trump wasn't a candidate yet, the discussion was, well, how soon will he or should he declare? Because probably some of the same morons you were listening to on on Thursday night were saying, well, you know, once he declares his candidacy, uh, they really they really can't touch him. They kind of have to back off. And that was never true. It just wasn't. He's a private citizen. He didn't have the protection of being the president anymore. And that was never true. But if you were saying that, that meant that you were buying into the Trump bullshit narrative. So Trump, believing his own bullshit narrative, jumps in way ahead of everyone else. So what happens at that moment? The minute he does that, remember, the same week that he said, Uh, I'm running. I'm officially a declared candidate. Merrick Garland appoints Jack Smith as the special prosecutor. So it's out of his hands. It's out. It's out of his hands at that point. Wait, wait. Had Donald Trump not done that, had he waited, Jack Smith would have never been appointed. And if Donald Trump would have waited until the last few weeks, the way all these other candidates are jumping in right now, Jack Smith wouldn't have been appointed this week or or last week. It would have never happened. And so add that to the list of uh, little swords that Donald Trump gave them to uh, put into him. And it's very, very clear that with all the criticism that Merrick Garland has garnered over the last few years for going too slow or this or that, he has lived up. 100% to his vow to depoliticize the Justice Department 
which of course is being turned on its head by the Republicans in defense of Donald Trump and by exactly. Trump exactly. himself. But but he stepped away from making the substantive decisions on how to prosecute Trump. And it's very clear that uh, when the evidence was presented to him, or maybe he didn't even need to see the evidence, he was going to turn everything over to Jack Smith. And if Jack Smith gave a thumbs up, we've got it. And we're done. We got it all sealed that's up. That's all we got. <laughs> that that's and you know what? That's what a good boss does. He you know, trusts his underlings. What, a, if what that, a novel idea that is. Who knows if that good boss was sitting on the Supreme Court of the United States if someone else yeah. would have not been as persistent. Right. Who knows? Charlie Savage in the New York Times saying that indictment includes 3131 separate counts of willful retention of national defense information under the espionage. 31 separate counts. There not 30, not 32. Not 32, not 33. But it is an odd number. I consider it to be odd. Yeah. Uh, so I was thinking about this this morning. I don't know who ever talked about this in this way. I have a, uh, a new rule, and I know there are only, what, three things that the Constitution says about who is eligible to be president. You have to be 35, you have to have lived in the country for 14 years, and you have to be a, a natural-born American citizen, which, you know, certainly that shouldn't apply anymore because so many people yeah. have immigrated like, right. to this country and are good people. But, you know, that's not going to change. That's not going to change. But I have another one. I have another one that should be in there. And I know this would be directed at future little Trumps. Because you can't go back in time. It's the old, uh, should we have killed baby Hitler kind of thing. Right. Um, but if you're a young teenager born to great wealth and great privilege, and you are such an incorrigible piece of shit that your family decides you must be shipped off to military school yeah. for the rest of your high school years, you are already a lost cause. You pretty are much. hopeless. Yeah, okay? pretty much. You, you should not be allowed to uh, ever run for political office. And that held for Donald Trump until he was, what, uh, you know, in his late 60s. Okay? Mm -hmm. But that should be in the Constitution. I mean, just think about Think about what a piece of dung this person has been there entire life every opportunity when he was growing up and they had to ship him off to military school and this mm -hmm. and i know that the, the where he went um is i guess fairly highly thought of i think what francis ford coppola was one of his uh oh yeah or something um but francis ford coppola uh in my opinion this is my opinion turned out a lot better than uh, Donald. Yeah, I think he did better. I think he did. And I think he, he made the godfather about the Trump family. So, Well, that's funny because you keep hearing the words consigliere yeah. being used in association with sometimes specific lawyers, but just lawyers in general who are brought on to work uh, alongside or for Donald Trump. And if you go back to the beginning of his administration, you had Don McGahn, who was his first uh, White House uh, counsel. And McGahn, he was a mafia lawyer in New Jersey. 
Okay. And that's how he uh, came to Trump's attention, that he was a Roy Cohn kind of character, which is interesting because, again, when push came to shove, Don McGahn didn't want any part of that shit, right? (laughs) When when, when, uh, Trump started trying to get Don McGahn to do illegal things, McGahn said, I'm out of here, right? And uh, next thing you know, you got Bill Barr. Bill Barr comes in with a, a fairly good mainstream reputation. But I don't know what kind of Kool-Aid that guy was drinking because no matter how much uh, rehabilitation he tries to do right now, no matter how many shows he goes on, and if you didn't know who he was, you'd go, well, that's a pretty good guy. He, he kind of gets it. Sounds reasonable. Sounds reasonable. He's got all the facts. He realizes that Trump is is – up to his ears in in legal problems is going to go down. The evidence is overwhelming. If you didn't know that he was the biggest liar and excuser for Donald Trump and spinner of the Mueller report, you would have thought he was a good guy. But so he lost his way and going down through the list of people who lost their way. That guy, Ty Cobb, very highly thought of. He he got out in time. But the people, think about it, who are still hanging around. Whoa, that Boris Epstein. Oh, my. Epstein, he's the worst yeah. for the worst. God, he's uh, terrible. Yeah, yeah. And uh, people who've come on board in the last year or so, they've got to be looking themselves in the mirror thinking, what was I thinking? What what was I thinking? There's going to be kids that are coming out just with, with days after their diploma from Hillsdale that will be running down to South Florida to represent this man. Yeah. The indictment now says that there were a number of incidents when Trump obstructed the Justice Department's investigation, including suggesting that his attorney falsely represent to the FBI and the grand jury, that's lying, that he did not, in fact, have documents called for by a subpoena. We are also finding out that in addition to ballrooms and other places uh, at Mar-a-Lago, he also stored the documents in bathrooms and bedrooms. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing because if you would like 10 years ago, if you would have said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to let you in on something. Donald Trump's going to be president. And I would have laughed my ass off then right. on top of that, he's going to fuck up the country for four years. And when he leaves office, he's going to take a bunch of classified documents that aren't his. And then he's going to store them in the shitter. <laughs> nobody, nobody would have believed any of that. Nobody. See, now, you know what you get me thinking about when you say that? You go, now we're back to John Belushi yeah. uh, uh, walking out of the bathroom on Saturday Night Live. Right. At, was Does he dress as the Incredible Hulk? Yeah, was he just hulked it. You just hulked it. He, he, so, <laughs> I'm thinking of Trump hulking it. Yeah. And and going, yeah, nobody will want to go in there to find any kind of national security secret. That's another that's uh-huh. another Seinfeld. That's another when George tries to return the book that he's taken into the bathroom and they, they refuse to take the book. <laughs> <laughs> the Justice Department, they were like, Well, here's your here's your box of books. Here's your box of documents, sir. All right. Sir, well, here's your box of documents, sir. All right. We we have to have uh a a parallel discussion uh, similar to what we had uh, a few weeks ago and then actually a couple months ago which is in spite of 
the details here, which are even more vivid and more horrendous and more prosecutable and make Donald Trump more culpable than you would have imagined last hour before we started to learn the details. And in addition to the fact that uh, Trump world and the Republican Party in general is afraid to speak the truth and afraid to break with him, um, how much will a bulk of the people who support Trump are predisposed to doubt that uh, Joe Biden can even breathe, let alone walk, think, yeah, or yeah, perform yeah. his uh, office as president. How many of them will ever even find out about the details? Oh, I think they will. The- and I, 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 I'm, I'm counter to the idea that this helps him. I think right. that's a narrative in the Republican Party. I, I, think, I don't think it helps. I think this them. breaks through. I think you yeah. cannot stop this from breaking through well this is again we've always talked about it's the independents that are going to decide the election and in particular it's probably going to be again the female suburban independents and i don't see them going wow he was indicted i gotta vote for him now (laughs) i really don't see that this isn't going to be helpful and i i I know that there's a lot of people that are talking a lot of shit right now even hardcore republicans like i love him even more well they're talking that shit right now yeah right i don't think this is this is what kills me up until, and we're speaking to you live in the uh, the two o'clock hour on on Friday. Up until the one thirty hour on Friday, nobody had any of the details, and not one of these Republicans, not a one of them, said, and this would not have damaged them at all. Why don't we wait to find out the depth of the charges? against donald trump and then we can begin to weigh whether we think there might be legitimacy to them which by the way it's not your job to decide that that's what a jury is there for but let's just let's just see if on the surface they appear to be so serious as to render donald trump not only unfit and unelectable but someone who should be you know put into a a space capsule and shot to neptune Let's can we just wait, you know, 24 hours to find no, they couldn't wait. So now every one of these Republicans are going to be asked again, now that you know Trump did this, 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 some of the things you were talking about, and I guarantee you you haven't started to scratch the surface, probably, mm-hmm. of the uh the depth of, of 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 what's being laid out there in the indictment. They're gonna have to are they going to defend this point by point, or is this a general broadside that Donald Trump is the most aggrieved victim in the history of victims? Well, the, this is the this is the tightrope you have to walk, particularly this weekend in North Carolina. And I think that they already announced that Mike Pence canceled a uh, you know an interview with with Hannity because he just can't take it. He can't really take what uh, the questions are going to come to him about Donald Trump and the indictment. But, but it's that's not, it fantastic shouldn't. because that tells you everything you need to know. You have you have two choices here. You have two you, two choices. If you, as you point out, and the Chris Christie road will be this: the president has already disqualified himself in temperament and style and everything else from being president. You've got that one. You can take that one. But if you do go ahead and say no, no one who is facing these serious charges 
and the other charges and more charges should be running for president, then you're sort of going with, well, you know, the government has a point with this stuff. So if you're if you're DeSantis, your crazy base, who you've told that the government is a bunch of loons with pitchforks out to get people, you have to lean into that. If you're DeSantis, if you're uh, to an extent Mike Pence, although Mike Pence has kind of spoken out recently about, but if you're Ramaswamy, if you're any of those people, you have to be like, Donald Trump is getting railroaded. Donald Trump is getting, by God, he should fight this. And I support Donald Trump in this fight. That's kind of the road you have to take because that's that's where you you took that exit going down the interstate. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy tweeted Thursday night that he would pardon Trump promptly on January 20th, 2025, upon his election and restore the rule of law in our country. All right, full stop there. What would rule of law look like in this country right now if Donald Trump, knowing what we know about the things that happened in the last two years, all by his direct order, if suddenly a a fairy came down from heaven and said, all right, this is just too divisive. This process, it, it just can't go on. We need to let Donald Trump get on with the business of running for president. Right. Now, t- tell, tell us, Republicans, just how that would restore no. confidence in the rule of law no. in our country, that, that someone could apparently, allegedly do all the things that Donald Trump has done. And, of course, he is innocent until proven guilty. But we're just going to declare him innocent. And he should not even have to face the possibility of being proven guilty for all these things. Tell us, Republicans, just how that advances the United States as what you think should be the model for the rest of the world uh, in so many areas, including jurisprudence, including when countries go Democratic, small d, we hope that they will at least talk to us, look to us for some kind of model as to how to set up a judicial tell us how letting donald trump run rampant ravage the cons tell us how that restores rule of law and of course the answer is it doesn't but they don't have to answer that question no one's going to ask them that no one's going to answer when they when they talk about rule of law they're they're talking about marauding hordes and mostly black folks taking your property that's 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 what they're talking about rule of law is getting getting people living in tents off the streets of yes. uh, Los Angeles and San Francisco, which is a cesspool. <laughs> Tim Scott slammed what he called the weaponization of the Department of Justice against the former. Well, there we president. go. Chris Christie okay. has not. I don't. Chris Christie hasn't had a take yet. I think he's still reviewing the information. Now, Chris Christie would have been able. He would have been the guy who's inoculated himself against this because he's already slammed Trump. But now he's in a position where he has to say, well, you know, I think Merrick Garland's done a pretty good job. I think the Department of Justice is spot on with this. I'm sure he'll say that. He's going to say that. I mean, he was a federal prosecutor. He knows. He well, knows. We'll they all know. But but he in particular knows. But, of course, Britt, he's not allowed to speak because who prosecuted uh, Donald Trump's son-in-law's father? Mm-hmm. Charles Kushner. It was Chris Christie. That's right. When he was, when he was U.S. attorney in new jersey so he shouldn't be he should recuse himself from speaking 
about this. But of course, Judge Aileen Cannon in Florida should not have to recuse herself. I love from uh, being the possible judge in the case. Which and Eileen Cannon like. from the Richard M. Nixon School of Law at Duke University. That's where she got her degree. Yeah. Duke Duke is permeating the stench, including the Stephen Miller band, who continues to run his soup cooler about this entire situation. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brian Goodman is a former special counsel of the Department of Defense, uh, chaired professor at NYU Law. He's looking at the indictment and says he's never seen shit like this. He's never seen egregious facts like storing boxes of classified documents in a shower. Never seen it. Probably because it's never happened. <laughs> well, you know, you can buy those things, you know, like the the, the fake bottle of uh, Tylenol that's really a safe. Like you're supposed to keep your uh, yeah, keep your valuables. Okay, those are kind of jokes in a way. In They're a way, serious. Okay, <laughs> but with Trump, he bypassed that completely, and he just said. Shit, I'll just put it in the bathroom cabinet right behind the Comet cleanser and the extra toilet paper. They'll never look there. They'll never look there. The indictment says that the former president tried to obstruct justice by instructing his counsel to tell the FBI and the grand jury that he didn't have the documents. I think that's called lying. I believe that's illegal. The indictment no, also Rick, see, again, you're you're off point. They're, those are falsehoods. Remember, <laughs> falsehoods. the indictment also accuses Trump of directing his valet. We talked about him, who's in trouble now, to move boxes of documents to hide them from the former president's lawyer, the FBI, and the grand jury. He was uh, hiding shit from his own legal team. Well, that's why they quit. Exactly. That's why they and they weren't getting paid. <laughs> that would probably be enough. You heard the George Conway joke, right? Because I would have demanded if he would have said, I want you to hire you as my attorney, George, he would have demanded a non-refundable $3 million uh, retainer and then said, uh, my advice to you, Mr. Trump is to plead guilty. And then he would have been immediately fired. (laughs) That was the George Conway joke. (laughs) Well, see one of uh, who, who was it that, uh, Proposed that the deal should be, we'll drop all the charges and you really won't run for president, which you know, that's not going to happen. And uh, I'm trying to think whether that would be uh, equal to, better or worse than the outcry when Gerald Ford pardoned Nixon yeah. uh, a month after he left office. And uh, it was it was dark and it was deep when that happened um but this is worse <laughs> there was th- th- this is just this is just worse oh my and as 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 uh annoying as it was that nixon didn't go on trial and nixon didn't get impeached and and convicted there he did pay the price of having to resign the presidency Trump is not the president right now. No. And to just prevent him from running is not equal to getting Nixon to just walk out the door and give up the presidency. I don't think they're equal. So that's that's not a deal that makes sense. And it's not a deal that the Justice Department would ever try to would ever try to cut, I don't believe. And uh 
because if they did, then it would. Here's what it would happen. This would then prove Trump's uh, idea, and Republicans are all saying it. The only reason they did this is to prevent him from running for president, from prevent him from winning. So if they were willing to cut a deal to say, if you don't run, we'll drop the charges. Well, that would prove it, wouldn't it? Well, I can turn that upside down. The only reason he's running is so he can stay out of jail. Why not? <laughs> That's I the only reason that. he's running. Of course. Absolutely. The Absolutely charges also lose. accused Trump of suggesting that his attorney hide or destroy documents called for by the grand jury subpoena and providing to the FBI and grand jury just some of the documents called for by the grand jury subpoena while claiming that he was cooperating fully. <laughs> So this gets into the time. I mean, this 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 wasn't that long ago when they they had a grand jury that was you know formed to look into this. And when they were looking for documents, he told the lawyer to go ahead, lie to them, say I don't have this, this, and this. When you clearly can see that I have this, this, and this. By the way, as we pointed out, attorneys can get in trouble for that. <laughs> that's that's illegal. If you say to a judge, "We don't have this," and you knowingly, well, no, if you know that we have this, that's that's not legal. Correct. Well, this is just the legal version, the JD version of you do business with Trump. You end up in tears, not a question of if, it's a question of when. So they're they're all learning this right now. Wouldn't you just love to know how Melania is doing? I would like to know. Wouldn't you like to know? I would like to know. I'd like to know how airtight that uh, prenup is. And how <laughs> Baby Baron is doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby Baron. Baby seven Baron. foot four. He's about the size of that Wimbanyana guy who's right, coming right. He just NBA. got he just got drafted by the San Antonio Spurs, right? There He's you that, go. that tall guy who's really good. Isn't that him? In a particularly yeah. stinging portion of the indictment, Trump's own words about the importance of protecting classified documents are recited. He said, for example, we can't have someone in the Oval Office who doesn't understand the meaning of the word confidential or classified. He also said, in my administration, I'm going to enforce all laws concerning the protection of classified information. No one will be above the law. Oh, so that's when he was uh, in his full locker up campaign against Hillary Clinton. Right? I know it's that's like a was. it's like a Dagwood sandwich of irony yeah. that the shit that he accused Hillary Clinton of doing, he's going down for. I mean, I know that it, 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 it's almost impolite to point out the absolute irony, karma, whatever you want to call it, that's now collapsing on him like a piano on a cartoon character. But it is. The, the exact shit that he was accusing her of doing, he's done, and it is easily demonstrated. Well, remember the good old days, and I know you're old enough to remember this, during the Trump administration and even more recently. You could always go back and find a tweet. Yeah, always. Or something similar, or a piece of video that, would contradict or be ironic or prove the uh, self-projecting tendencies of Trump to blame on others sins for which he is guilty himself over and over and over again. And you just may have uh, put an end. There may not, it may not be possible to find one that is more uh, demonstrative and illustrative and bookends the the donald trump era as much as that one attacking hillary clinton for thirty thousand emails and acid washing and she took a sledgehammer to her to her phone and the rest 
And then all these years later, Trump is doing things that aren't even close to what Hillary Clinton did. Way, way worse. And instead of uh, beating up his phone, he's hiding the stuff in the bathroom. He's hiding the the stuff in the that's so perfect. That's so perfect. I, you can't write that one. Don't even try. We're kicking you out. We don't want that script. Give me See, a, it's not even it's, more believable. It's not like he even cleverly tried to cover his track. He did it in the clumsiest, stupidest way possible. Like there are people here who have never been in the government who said, here, I need you to take these classified documents, do something with them and then lie about it, who would come up with better stories and better covers than he has. <laughs> I truly believe there there's like a, a teacher making $36,000 a year somewhere in Rowan County, North Carolina, who could well, come up with a better story. than this. You know, every once in a while, you, you'll see a story. Yeah. And it'll be, you know, they found in the walls of a home. Yeah. That was built in 1897. That's right. They found a painting by Renoir. Yeah, it was it was stolen and they never found it. And guess what? This house is that people have been way more clever at hiding stuff than Donald Trump. But the difference is Donald Trump never thought that no matter what he did, that he would have to actually account for it. And why has he thought that? Because he has. 60, 70 years of experience getting away with things. That's the difference between him and everybody else who, no matter how free-spirited they are, no matter how anti-culture, no matter what they are in their lives, through examples, through experience, you do learn personal guardrails you may jump over them at times you may get in trouble at times but you do learn most of us do learn it appears that we have somebody who is uh, pushing what 78 mm-hmm. who has never ever had to learn that lesson not one time and now he is about to learn it and to think that a huge swath of the country is on board with this person is it's sad pathetic uh jonathan jonathan last of the bulwark wrote a piece today sent it out it's called the four tests the indictment and trump's four tests for america I don't think four is enough, (laughs) but he goes back and says the first test was the institution of the Republican Party. And he says, of course, they failed because they just collapsed and coalesced around Trump in 2016. Second test was Trump being presented to the general public. And and I think this is a hedge. He said, well, the the public passed that one because Trump didn't get a majority in 2016. So therefore. We passed that one. Really? Okay. Third test was for rule of law. And he makes the case, last does, that uh, actually he has been subject to rule of law, two impeachments, 60 court decisions against him, Um, defamation, defamation uh, decisions against him, 
falsifying business records on and on. Yeah, but not quite, not quite. And then the, the last thing uh, he, he talks about is the justice system in general. And that's to be decided, but it looks like he's going to be paying a price. But there are other tests that Trump has put on America. And I'd say another important one is about the media, mm-hmm. about the way he's been covered, the way he's been talked about all these years. And boy, that for the most part, that's a big fail. That's a big fail. Um, and that's why I kind he's, of he's used he's used the mass media in a way. Uh, I know that uh, we could get in real trouble for this. Uh, just as Hitler did, yeah. you know, radio, radio was nothing yeah. in the late 1920s. And then through the 1930s, Hitler discovered it and used it. And it was the first true mass medium to reach people. So yeah, combine that with gigantic rallies. And uh, what do you get? You get Donald Trump, <laughs> you get Hitler. Well, uh, so he, re- he recognized it then. And, this is and why I don't buy and I, that's, that's, that's why I don't I don't buy any of this. Uh, what a dark day. Oh, my God. No, it's a good oh, day because the systems yeah. that we put in place are working. Exactly. And then people who were actually used to be present. Now, you and I were big fans of the Rachel Maddow podcast Bagman, which was about Spiro Agnew. And there was a point where some guys at the Justice Department, was it Klein Deans that they went to when they finally had a case together? Was, was that who, was that who they went to? I think it was Klein. Uh, no, it was, El- it was Elliot Richardson was the, they go to, uh, they go to Elliot Richardson yeah. and they go, Hey, the um, y- you got a minute. Um, we got this pretty big slam dunk case against, um, Spiro Agnew and Elliot Richardson basically looked at him and said, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And he told them to go ahead, take the plea bargain, get that out of the way, because we have this other thing going on that's called Watergate. And I'm going after Nixon. So I got to get this little smaller fish out of the way. Do you think the Department of Justice could work with the Manhattan folks and go, would it be okay if we just delayed your shit until we can work this out? Would yes. you step aside for a moment and just let us do this? Yes. I, I I do think that. Th- now, of course, that will then prove there's a conspiracy. I know what I just said is crazy, but remember, everything, everything (laughs) proves a conspirator's ideas and projections as to what's going on around him. If it's if it's sunny, well, well, you know, uh, the the sun plotted to do that. And if it's cloudy. Well, the clouds uh, plotted to block the sun. Everybody knows that. I mean, you can't win the argument. So if the indictment first in New York is set aside for a while, while this one is adjudicated and probably uh, January 6th uh, indictments come down out of Washington, and then you have the Atlanta um, problems for Trump, but they will coordinate with each other. They're not going to make yeah. it where Trump has to be in two places at once. They have to do that. There's nothing wrong with that. But you know that that will be construed <laughs> as an unfair, um, how should we say, it? collaboration. That's uh, uh, double jeopardy. That's what that is. That's what they. 
<laughs> that's double jeopardy right there. They're breaking the law. Well, no, that's right. that's the same try, the same charge being tried twice for. These are two different things that he's being right. the, the fraud here and the espionage here. So fraud here, espionage here, two different things. Um, but at least as we we part for the weekend, uh, we can slightly have some confidence in our rule of law and we can take solace in the fact that we were we were confident but never 100% sure many many months ago that it was inevitable that these pianos were all going to fall on top of his head <laughs> at the same time and the non-stop predictions that this just helps him uh, I'm willing to take the other side on that bet sure I'm willing to take the other side on that bet. He, uh, he's not going to be, he's not running for office from inside a jail cell. That's not going to happen. Uh, it's not, I don't not know. I'm not sure. I, I, I would have said anybody else, uh, anybody else would have tapped. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he's winning from behind a jail, the walls of a jail cell. I don't think he's pardoning himself or shutting down the investigation, but I don't, I, I just don't know. Um, prosecutors gained access to notes taken by Trump's lawyers. The notes reflect what Trump told them, which is, I don't want anybody looking through my boxes. I really don't. I don't want you looking through my boxes. According to the indictment, Trump also told his lawyers, wouldn't it be better if we just told them we don't have anything here? Well, look, isn't it better if there are no documents? <laughs> All right. Let me stop you right there. Let me stop you right there. <laughs> and and I, I don't know where that, that leads Oh, I think um, to jail, but to, how to is prison. It, how, but how is it possible, that all being true, that any, if not all of these lawyers, didn't just quit on the spot? You quit on the spot when your client is so incorrigible and so dishonest with you, and whether he's being explicit or speaking in mob boss talk, wouldn't it be great if they didn't look through my boxes? Uh, or as opposed to, it'd be a shame if they looked through my boxes and uh, your four-year-old daughter ended up at the bottom of a river. You, know, you don't have to speak like that. But you know what point, I thought of immediately? Well, you know what I thought of immediately? It was when, when Comey was still director of the FBI, and he said he had a meeting with Trump. And what did he say he did? He, he ex immediately took down notes because he knew that Trump would lie about it. He immediately, as a good lawyer will, took down a contemporaneous notes of what was going on because he knew Trump. And that's why these fuckers were doing the same thing. That's yeah. why his lawyers took down notes. Cause they knew I, his I lying hate, ass was I hate lawyers that take notes. <laughs> I <don't> like <laughs> oh, no. I like my presidents right. who don't get caught. I think we, uh, that's all we got. I think we've, we've, uh, gotten, gotten a little bit of traction here on, on Friday afternoon. And, the goal was 30 minutes days. here. We went an hour. So you're, you're welcome, America. <laughs>